1: The Beatles, Yesterday and Today. 1977, Episode 2, Lights Up wonderlust. In this episode, we'll cover February 10th through May 4th. WPLJ, 95.5 FM, New York's best rock. The
2: Beatles gave us all their songs the day
1: Beginning days of February, Ringo Starr decided to once again go into the studio and record tracks for his next album. Sessions began on February 5th at the Cherokee Studios in Los Angeles, California, with Arif Martin once again producing. This time Ringo decided to take a different approach with these recordings by not relying on his former bandmates to contribute. The songs worked on that day were Lover Please and Wild Shining Stars.
3: Take a train coming down the track Don't please don't, don't leave me Don't leave me in misery You would never hold me so near You would never call me dear Don't you know I'd die for you Now you've gone, that's what I'll do Lover, please, please come back Don't take a train coming down the track Don't please don't, don't leave me Don't leave me in misery
1: On February 16th, leaving the confines of their New York City, Dakota apartment, John, Yoko, Sean, and assistant Nishi Samaru traveled to the Berkshire County of Massachusetts for an art appreciation getaway. Their first stop is to New Marlborough, Massachusetts to visit with their conceptual art guru and friend, George McCunis who has been recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mr. McUnis is a Lithuanian-born American avant-garde artist who is a founding member of the group Fluxus.
3: George, what exactly is Flux, George?
1: Fluxus is an international movement of artists, designers, composers, and poets who stray from the artistic mainstream with avant-garde, radical, and experimental art forms.
4: He came up with this idea. He said, you know, there should be a name for this movement.
1: This movement helped shape the artistic landscape of the 1960s and 70s. The art incorporates design, architectural structure, reimagining product, and word composition.
5: In hindsight, it was very good that he made it the movement. When you think about it
4: now, do you see that flux is moving everywhere in the world?
1: The art is unique and requires thought, although some refer to it as pop art, destructive art, and even nonsensical art. Its members include the avant-garde art of John Cage, the performance art of Yoko Ono, the composing art of Al Hansen, and the design art of Dick Higgins.
5: Flaxis is flaxis. Flaxis is what you make of it.
1: After spending time in New Marlborough with Macunis, the Lennons drove to the town of Stockbridge to have their portraits taken by Sanford Krieger. John and Yoko dressed in various 19th century costumes, as so did baby Sean, Sean's nanny Nishi Semaru, and George McUnis. The next day, the Lennons went to Stockbridge to pick up the finished photos and have a drink at the Red Lion Inn. When Lennon returned to the studio on Main Street, he was flocked by fans and forced to return to his car he sent his driver in to pick up the photos from Sanford. The following day on February 18th, the Lennon family made their way to another Berkshire County town, Tearingham, Massachusetts. They were there to spend time with friends and visit with another Fluxus artist, Gene Brown, whose art archive of avant-garde art was on display at the Shaker Seed House. Then on February 19th, the Lennons went back to New York. As Lennon got back to the Dakota, Over in California on the evening of February 19th, from the Hollywood Palladium in Los Angeles, the 19th Annual Grammy Awards are held. It is broadcast live on CBS Television. Hosted by Andy Williams, this two-hour presentation is to award artists who had made their contribution in recorded arts and entertainment from 1976. The presenters for the Best Pop Female Vocal Performance are singer-composer Paul Williams and musician-entertainer Ringo Starr.
6: Well, 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 well. You offered me Paul Newman and look what I got. Well, it went better in rehearsal. I I was expecting Paul McCartney. Oh! those four guys will get back together again if you say that again I'm going to punch her out sorry and now America asks the wonderful musical question I'll what is Linda McCartney really like well she's like this sorry I, I can name that song in four notes I'll make it in three name that tune life <laughs> sorry uh, evidently evidently no no he's going to do it no, now so vocal R. Linda Ronstadt for hasten down the wind That was Lou Harris doing here, there, and everywhere. I know that. I know that song. I know that. They've got it wrong again. Johnny Mitchell. Johnny Mitchell. You have to be real careful on this one. For Hissing of Summer Long. Cool. Hey. And... Uh, Or Natalie Cole for Natalie. Natalie, Ah, Vicky Sue Robinson for Turn the Beat Around. And the winner is... And the winner is... Why don't you open the letter? Hasten down the wind.
1: Over in London on the same day, February 19th, Sessions for the new Wings album was wrapping up for a little break. The next day, at London's Heathrow Airport, the McCartney family took a fortnight's holiday trip to Jamaica for two weeks. On February 25th, George Harrison celebrated his 34th birthday. The next day on February 26th, Melody Maker Newspaper in London reported that the Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl recordings will soon be released if all four Beatles sign off on these George Martin-produced tracks. It is also reported that George Martin personally gave the finished product to John and asked him for his opinion. George went on to say he had spoken with Lennon since leaving him the tapes and John said that he had been delighted with the recordings. On the weekend of February 26th and 27th, the third annual Beatlefest is held at the Statler Hilton Hotel in New York City. My friends and I attend on Saturday. The band convention is titled Come Together Edelfest 77 and it is presented by Mark Lapidus. Special guests for this year's Fest include Wally Pedrozic and Harry Castleman, co-authors of the book, All Together Now. It
3: was a way of excitedly gathering all of the information that we wanted to have in place and putting it in a form that we hoped people would enjoy and, and share.
1: And Anthony Fawcett, author of the Lennon book, One Day at a Time. <laughs> Music is provided by the South Jersey Volpe Boys band called Abbey Road.
3: Get me
1: A splendid time was guaranteed for all. In March, rumors spread that a group called Clat Two is actually the reformed
4: Beatles.
3: Back in 1870, just beneath the Great White Way, Alfred Beach works secret. Risking all to write a dream
1: LP 347 EST that was sub Rosa Subway by Clatoo. Are they the Reform Beatles? Radio stations in America are much too eager to fuel that rumor. The group is traced to Toronto, where they are found to be studio musicians creating quite nicely the famous Fab 4 sound. Although Clatoo released an album that sounds like the psychedelic Beatles. Ringo, the Beatles' drummer, is musically distancing himself more by recording tracks in March that sound more like the current Studio 54 disco dance craze. McCartneys, fresh from their return from Jamaica, organized Jimmy, Joe, and Denny back to the studio to continue recording their new album. Meanwhile, back in Friar Park Studios, Henley-on-Thames, George Harrison records a birthday song as a gift for Warner Brothers chairman and friend, Mo Austin, who turns 50 on March 29th. March 29th the world-famous Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus opened at New York's Madison Square Garden today. John and Yoko took Sean to the 1.30 afternoon performance where a WABC TV news crew spotted them, John consented to a quick interview.
0: Beautiful and it's exciting and it's
6: Sean's first time there. How does he like the circus? You think? How do you like the circus? Huh? I see. <laughs> he can't say a word. You know. He's got a little board applauding, you know. What's your favorite part of circus? I like the clowns and the little dogs. Would you give it all up to run away and join the circus? Uh, I've already given it up. I haven't decided where to run, though.
5: While the denizens of Studio 54 danced and drugged their way to ecstasy in the spring of 77, discos around the world throbbed to the lush sound of ABBA's Dancing Queen as the latest hit by the Swedish pop superstars topped the U.S. Singles chart. Meanwhile, the king of rock and roll watched the year's musical parade pass him by with a growing sense of isolation and bewilderment. The king was in decline. 42-year-old Elvis Presley was fighting a losing battle with drug addiction and weight gain. His girlfriend, Linda Thompson, had left him just before the new year, after more than four years together. April 1st, Elvis Presley entered Baptist Memorial Hospital in Memphis suffering from fatigue and intestinal flu.
4: He developed pneumonia uh, largely from taking barbiturates and from inactivity and from dieting and just, you know, being run down. At that point in his life, he didn't have a choice. He just was addicted to a number of drugs, psychologically and physically. He was pretty well trapped in his own predicament. You know, We were in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Uh, we did seek help, but there wasn't follow-up.
2: Well, it's hard to be a gambler betting on the number That changes every time When you think you're gonna win You think she's giving in A stranger's all you find Yeah, but well, it's hard to figure out What
3: she's all about, but she's woman
2: a complicated lady, so call her my baby.
5: In the spring of 1977, as Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, suffered the effects of his own indulgence and in excess, film of Houston's Don't Leave Me This Way was climbing the charts to number one. Baby, Millions were stricken with disco fever, a condition marked in its own way by indulgence and in excess.
1: As the world seemed to embrace disco fever, the battle to stop Lingusong Records and Paul Murphy from releasing poor rock and roll recordings of the Beatles live in Hamburg, Germany from 1962, escalated from mere letters from Apple Corps to an injunction in London's High Court. On April 6th, Sir Robert McGarry dismissed the Beatles' plea in London's High Court, paving the way for the official release of the Beatles live at the Star Club. The reason given was that the Beatles had expressed little to no interest in preventing the tapes from being issued until Apple sent a letter and issued a writ on April 1st to Paul Murphy of Wingersong Company. Meanwhile, in a New York courtroom, Beatles ex-manager Alan Klein, age 46, was indicted on charges of evading $125,000 in federal income taxes for the years 1970, 71, and 72. The indictment added that Klein also schemed to sell promotional records to wholesalers and distributors at a profit through APCO's promotional manager, Pete Bennett. On April 23rd,
6: the following program is brought to you in living color on NBC.
1: NBC Television presents Saturday Night Live.
2: Price. Neil Innes. Jeanette Charles. Howard Shaw and his Bobby Blue Band. And the not-ready-for-right-time players. Dan Aykroyd. John Belushi. James Curtin, Garrett Morris. Bill Murray. Lorraine.
1: This evening's show brings back the Ruddles, or at least one of the prefab four, Ron Nasty.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Idle. You know,
6: there's one thing we English have always loved, above all, about you Americans.
1: As the skit goes, it's the late 1970s and Great Britain is going broke, and Eric Idle is determined to do something about it. Throughout the show, viewers are asked humorously to chip in and help keep Great Britain afloat.
6: You have the money. And that's why we're here tonight. We are going to hold a telethon for England. <laughs> if you wish to pledge money for England, that ancient charity, here is the number to ring 555 1066. One or two apologies, the Beatles couldn't be here, uh, but we do have one of the Ruttles. And Clive Davis has pledged $20 if we mention his name. Thank you, Clive, we'll take that. And now, on behalf of the Save Great Britain Telethon, we are proud to present the Ruttle who lives in New York, Nasty. I have all.
1: the show, Neil Innes and Eric Idle approached Lauren Michaels with their idea of a full-length documentary on the band called The Ruddles.
4: Here, Neil Innes recalls how The Ruddles all started. I ought to explain that Rutland is the smallest county in England, and therefore if it had a television station, it would have the smallest budgets and therefore the cheapest looking programs. So we were, it was a license to make cheap television jokes. So I thought what is cheaper than doing a parody of A Hard Day's Night? black and white, you know, speeded up sometimes, uh, like Benny Hill, you know, um, four guys, wigs, tight trousers, pointy shoes, running up out of field, job done. So I came up with a kind of song which is a list, really. I feel good, I feel bad, I feel happy, I feel sad. Am I in love? Oh, I must be in love. But the, the middle eight was kind of interesting. I wasn't really trying to do a Beatles song. I thought the visuals, visuals would take care of it. So anyway, I went along to Eric and said, I've got this idea for a parody of A Hard Day's Night. And he went, oh great, because I've got this idea about a documentary maker who's so dull, the camera runs away from him. So these two things were sort of put together in Rotland Weekend Television. Then, I mean, somewhere in America, somebody was offering the, uh, the Beatles $20 million each to go and perform together again. And Saturday Night Live and Lorne Michaels, the producer, were running with this gag. You know, they did a different thing every week. And one week they got George Harrison to come on. And then, of course, they used the, um, the idea of using the Ruttle clip of, uh, from Rutland Weekend Television. And, and they used the pretense of saying, well, we've got Eric Idle to host the show. Because he said he can get the Beatles together for $300 and in the end it was a bad phone line and we haven't got the Beatles we got the Ruttles. and so they showed it on Saturday Night Live and the mailbag was amazing you know people just wrote in and um, in some cases they they got Beatles albums and, and crossed out Beatles and put Ruttles. it was you couldn't ignore it so Lorne went downstairs at NBC and sort of came back with the budget to make the now Mockumentary known as the Ruttles' All You Need Is Cash, the story of the prefab fall. With the finances secure,
1: Lauren asked the cast of Saturday Night if they would like to be in the documentary. After receiving a resounding yes, the green light was given. i die. Neil and Eric had to do is to come up with more songs and create a storyline for the show. Saturday Night Live's Gary Weiss, who worked on the show's short comedy sketches, was also recruited. Filming is scheduled for July. On April 29th in the UK, EMI's Regal Zonophone Records released the album Thrillington, The artist is credited to Percy Thrills Thrillington, whose real name is Paul McCartney. This smooth jazz LP, based on McCartney's 1971 Ram album, was recorded and scheduled for release prior to Ram. But with the decision to form Wings, the LP was shelved. Day on April 30th, Paul and Linda fly to New York City to visit family, see a Broadway play, and meet with New York's record plan executives regarding the lease of a portable studio suitable for a boat. Over in the U.S. Virgin Islands, there were three boats, the Fair Carol, Samala, and El Toro. They were sent to Francis Bay on the island of St. John. That is where they were moored in waiting. Thank mm-hmm. you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Linda and Wings arrived on May 1st, with recordings beginning on May 2nd using the mobile studio unit supplied by Record Plant. According to Mark Vickers, writer in McCartney's official newsletter, Club Sandwich, the sessions were going well as more equipment was brought in. The captain of the fair, Carol, went spare when he saw all the instruments and watched as the McCartney crew remodeled his boat by converting his lounge into a studio and another deck into a sound control room.
6: To his boat, you know, put some wood up on the back. He started to sink, he started to panic. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I don't know
6: why. Yeah, the biggest I biggest technical problems we had was when he, he used to threaten to turn the generator off. You know, <laughs> if, if he didn't get more money. <laughs> he used to keep going on strike. He said, I'm turning this generator off, you're not having the power. So you have to keep going and talking to him. Please put the generator on, you know, we'd like to record. Oh, all right, then. Um.
1: According to McCartney, the band would rehearse hard in three to four hour intervals, then swim, water ski, and sail. On one incident with Paul on acoustic guitar, sang on the boat's bow to dolphins while Denny Lane sailed for hours. In one long sailing expedition, Denny caught the worst sunburn. It was so bad that he had to be rushed to Keneal Bay Hospital on St. John for treatment. Back in America in May, it is announced that the album The Beatles Live at the Star Club in Hamburg is about to be released. Despite Apple's efforts to stop the LPs from being issued, the LP has already seen its German release in April and the UK release on May 2nd. This double album package features 30 songs that were recorded after Ringo Starr joined the group, but before the emergence of Beatlemania. Copies of the UK release are in high demand ahead of the US version that will be released in three weeks.
0: In response to
1: the Hamburg performances, on May 4th in America, Capitol Records and EMI released
4: The Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl.
5: and sound is exceptional considering that it was done back in 1964 and 1965 on a three-track tape machine. This was done at the time by producer George Martin and he remixed it for release in 1977.
1: at the Hollywood Bowl features 13 songs recorded in August 1964 and August 1965. Originally produced by George Martin and Boyle Gilmore, the LP peaked at number two in the US Billboard charts and hit number one in the UK. Yeah,
3: thank you very much, uh, people.
1: Coming up in a moment. The musical Beatlemania comes to Broadway's Winter Gardens Theater in New York. It's not the Beatles,
3: but an incredible simulation lies on stage.
1: John studies Japanese.
3: Let's start today's lesson. Today, we are going to learn greetings. Okay. First one is good morning, casual one. Ohio. Sounds like a little bit ohayou, right? Okay, please repeat. Ohio.
1: And Paul writes a B-side to Linda's A-side. She needed a a B-side. More than an A-side, less than a C-side. I've done b side B-side,
6: B-side to see. Next on Yesterday and Today.
0: The show, visit yesterday and or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search yesterday and today podcast on Facebook. See you next time. You can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com/slash yesterday and today podcast, or facebook.com slash third men. Or you could head to society6.com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society, the number six dot com slash K A M I N S K I Family Podcasts. Yeah. Keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the
5: podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.